0: Yeah. Welcome to Doing Time with Joe, I'm your host Joe Baker And today I want to talk to you a little bit about the lessons that I learned when my wife left me when I came to prison This is a two-part series, so look, I need you to listen to both parts of the series So you can get a full understanding of what it is that I'm talking about In this first part of the, the uh, series I'm going to be talking about I'm going to lay the foundation basically about you know what I mean by uh, what I learned And what I put my wife and kids through, now my ex-wife what I put them through uh, when I uh, committed my crimes and when I was on my way to prison, right? But before I get started with that, I want to say something. I want to thank everybody for the support that they've been giving me. Uh, dealing with the podcast, my numbers are doing great. I would ask you to uh, subscribe, though it's free. You can subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Hit the subscriber button on there, and then you know you'll get notifications of when new episodes go up. Or you can hit the uh, listener support button. You know what I'm saying? To make a donation. I would greatly appreciate it, and, um, but with that said, let me get to what I wanna talk about in this episode here. Before I say anything, I guess I wanna lay down, you know what I'm saying, a foundation of what I mean when I say responsibility. Responsibility, you know what I'm saying, from where I'm coming from, it means acknowledging what you've done and how, it, how that particular act, whatever it was, affected everybody around you, the, the victims, the, the, the people in your family, everybody, no matter what. And plus, accepting the consequences of what uh, that come with that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people want to avoid that. But now let me get into, you know, the foundation of what I did to my family and my now ex-wife and my kids, okay? And this is a real particularly hard topic for me to talk about because I had to take a hard look at myself and understand and accept that, you know, nobody's to blame for any of what happened but me. And that was a hard thing for me to learn, but once I did learn it, I started to see a the world from a different view. This is one of the lessons that I learned, you know, this is what I call like cracking that nut. You know what I'm saying, I'm a hard nut. I had, and, you know, I had to get hit in the head with a hammer, I guess, you know what I'm saying, by the universe. So here's what happened. I um, ended up in prison uh, in 19, well in jail in 1989, January of 1989, and when I came to jail, It was unexpected by everybody you know my family my friends everybody you know because they didn't expect me to do anything like that i had just been discharged from the marine corps you know what i'm saying for getting in trouble in there right and um with a wife and two kids i felt that i had to do something and i struggled with what i wanted to do i tried to get a job well i got a job didn't work out wasn't making enough money i just kept making excuses for why this wasn't working for me or that wasn't working for me. You know what I mean? And pay attention to what I'm saying because you're gonna see a pattern emerging when you know, I'm talking about me, I, and all of that old kind of stuff, okay? So, as time went on, I convinced myself, uh, it wasn't because somebody presented me with an idea uh, to do this or that, you know what I'm saying? I convinced myself based off what, you know, the conversations and the people I, that I was around that this was an option for me, you know, committing crime to solve my problems, right? So I, um, I'm not, con- not going to talk about anybody else, you know what I'm saying? Even though I had a charge pardon, I'm not going to talk about my charge pardon. I'm not going to talk about anybody else involved in whatever crime that I committed. This is all about what I did, okay? I'm accepting responsibility for me. I can't accept responsibility for anybody else, nor can I put any responsibility off on them. That's, you know what I'm saying, between them and the most high but i chose to commit a crime um that led me to prison a couple of them and i ended up with two life sentences and when i came to jail um, i remember looking out the window one day at the jail i think it was that particular weekend that i got locked up and i saw my wife and her mother my now ex-wife walking away from the jail and i'm on the second floor so i'm beating on the window trying to get their attention you know in vain of course but when I saw her walking away, I just felt lonely. I felt like, you know what I'm saying, um, I had blown it. But being me in the mind state that I was in at that time, uh, I started to blame everybody else. I started to blame you know, my charge partner. I started to blame uh, my circumstances and the Marines. I started to blame everybody but me. I didn't see what was going on with me. So six months go by and I'm in jail and I'm calling home. I'm talking to my now ex-wife and my family and all this and that. And maybe it was four months, not six months. But anyway, my wife ended up coming to visit me and she brought my two sons, Montrez and Boo. And Boo was a little bit of thing then at the time, so she set him up on the desk. It's a non-contact visit, so we were behind the glass. Montrez, he either stood up at the glass or he was sitting on my ex-wife's lap and uh talking to them a little bit talking to her but i noticed how she was sitting sideways and she would not turn around facing me just straight on face to face so that, that that felt weird to me so i'm not thinking anything i said look turn straight so i can see you so i can look at you and when she did that i looked on her neck and down one side of her neck the left side of her neck it was all red hickeys and i started to tremble. My whole body starts to shake. Uh, My lips even started to shake while I was trying to get the words out of my mouth. You know, it it felt like somebody had punched me in my chest and squares my heart and and I couldn't breathe. And I remember looking at her and I saw a tear roll down her face and I told her, don't do that in front of my kids. That's all I could muster. I, I really just didn't know what to say. You know, I was still in denial of what I had done. I was still in denial that I was going to prison. Uh, I thought that this would play itself out and I would get out, as foolish as that may sound. I wasn't accepting any responsibility for anything that I had done uh, to my victims or to her and the rest of my family, my kids. So time went on, I'm, I'm in denial for real now. I see the hickeys, so the evidence is there that she's seeing somebody. She wouldn't tell me who it was at that time. So I kept calling home and I was talking to her one day. Well, no, I called home to talk to her one day and a dude answered the phone. And it was a friend of mine, somebody that I knew. And he was over there to see her cousin, not her. But I heard another male voice in the background. So now in my mind, it's two on two, you know what I'm saying? Somebody's there to see her, somebody's there to see her cousin, so on and so forth. I kept asking, who is that? Who is that over there? And I'm getting angry and I'm yelling. And she was like, nobody, boy, nobody. You know, all this and that, right? She just never would tell me. So eventually she ended up telling me who it was. And it was not only somebody that I knew, it was a relative of mine. And I did not know what to say. I didn't know what to do. Um, I just told her that I'd call back later. And she was like, why are you acting like that? And all this and that, you know. So I ended up hanging up the phone and called back later, and, and I pretended that everything was fine. Man. I ignored all the signs. Uh, I didn't want to accept what was happening. And I was angry. I was angry. But I continued to call over there anyway because I felt as though any contact was good enough. You know what I'm saying? It was enough. I just, I just, I, I was so afraid to accept what was going on that I was willing to accept whatever she did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I don't think people are really going to understand that until I get into later aspects of it, so just stay with me for a minute here. So time co- goes on, and she's continuing to see this person, uh, but I'm not asking her about him. I'm not talking about him. She's answering my phone calls, and we're talking. Uh, but I noticed that uh, she was sending... Uh, packages to her uh, brother that was my child's partner, but uh, she only sent me one and with some pictures. And again, not paying attention to the signs, you know, she was slowly drifting away from me. But she would still take my phone calls. The visits became uh, less and less, and the distance was, you know, getting wider and wider. So. After a while, it was like she she left and went somewhere else to get her GED, which I was happy for her, but I talked to her a lot when she was there. And we just pretended that nothing was wrong. Even though I knew it was, we just pretended that nothing was wrong. So as time went on, I ended up getting ready to go to trial. I'd already pled out and, and was sentenced to one life sentence, and now I'm going to trial uh, for the death penalty. And when I was at trial, she was at the courthouse. And, um, when I saw her She was pregnant And when I saw her I just I said something in the courtroom Like what the Fuck is this <laughs> You know what I'm saying And the judge stopped everything To give me a minute To get myself together They took me out in the back And put me in the holding tank And evidently she had to use the restroom So when she walked by the rest, uh, By the holding cell uh, She mouthed to me that she loved me. And I'm standing there now, I'm shaking. I mean, tears rolling down my face. Now I'm not in this holding thing by myself. Other people in here, I'm shaking so bad I'm afraid to turn around. I'm embarrassed, I'm all you know, caught up in the moment. And a tear runs down my face. I I smoothly wipe the tear away, you know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't turn around, I just leaned my my forehead on the window of the door and just stood there for a while hoping that I would catch a glimpse of her when she walks back by. You know what I'm saying? After she used the restroom. But when she walked back by, she wouldn't even look at me. She wouldn't even look at me. And I hit the glass and she kept walking. And everything inside of me, was—it's everything at one time was just going haywire. And I was just crushed. And I just kept thinking about me, me, me. What I was feeling, how I was feeling. I never thought about her and the situation that I had left her in. I never thought about uh, my two sons in the way that I should have, you know what I'm saying? Uh, when I talked about them, you know, I was talking about them because I was hurt. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to them? You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like using them as pawns, you know? And that was that was hard for me to come to accept. So, she ended up giving birth and having a baby by this guy. And um, I'm crushed. Now, I'm... I'm in prison with two life sentences. Uh, Time is going on, and I ended up calling uh, at my grandmother's one day, and she answers the phone and accepts the charges, and I shoot off on her. My grandmother shoots off on me for shooting off on her because she was like, you put yourself in this situation and you need to apologize to her. So I did, and uh, we talked sparingly after that. And I said all of that to say this, all of those examples of what was going on in my life with my ex-wife, all of the things that were happening to me with her, those were uh, opportunities for me to learn a lesson that I needed to learn. Those were opportunities for me to be accountable, be responsible, and accept the consequences of what I had done, not only with my crime, but what I had done with my family, my friends, community, all of that. But I had no clue. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see any of what I was supposed to get. And that's what I'm going to get to in part two of this uh, two-part series. So I would ask you to stay tuned and uh, check out part two of what I'm talking about uh, so that you'll understand why I say uh, my wife leaving me when I was in prison opened my eyes to what it really means to accept responsibility and Consequences of your action and and to hold yourself accountable. Uh, This has been Doing Time with Joe, and I would say peace.